Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal. It's that show that brings you news on a geekly basis. Once again, I'm your host, the man with the plan. It's Dom. It's your boy Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I am joined by the coolest and never the fullest co-host. Would you like to tell the people who you are? Um, who am I? Um, I am Stephanie. I'm Captain Steph on Twitter and Snowqueer on Tumblr and, and Hello Steph on Instagram and various other things all over the internet for you. There it is. That's that, that's the truth. That's what's up. How are you doing today, Steph? Yep, that's me. Oh, I'm all right. I, you know, I we went back to work today and same, same. it was rough. I won't lie that it was wasn't rough, but it could have been rougher. So neither right. of my bosses was in the office today, though. So Chill tomorrow's day. the real yeah. yeah rel- tomorrow's the real hurdle. Yeah, relaxed first day is always good. I also went back to work today with a very, very calm day. Everyone was kind of just easing back in. A lot of the uh, management that I work with was sort of, hey, we haven't been here for a while, so we're just kind of easing in, which was nice. Answered a lot of emails and cleared out a lot of stuff. Very productive today. <laughs> Um, we, no, that's good. We are, we're back from the holidays. I would say the holiday break, but we didn't take a break this year. Somehow, <laughs> we kept our pace. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, yeah. If you missed it, you should go and listen to our holiday tipsy episode. We got pretty, pretty inebriated and answered some listener questions, and it was a good time. And we recapped some stuff from the year. It was a lot of fun. How, how was your holiday overall? How was your New Year's specifically? <laughs> it was uh we so i just had my my my, one of my best friends in the world over and we stayed in and we watched the movies and and ate a lot of good snack food and went to bed at like 12 30 and it was awesome very nice i uh i just stayed in with the girlfriend and my brother and one of his friends also just stayed around and we watched some catfish i played some overwatch we watched the ball drop, and we ate snacks, and I was in bed before one. It was very nice. <laughs> it's the kind of it's the, it's the day I needed before I came back to work for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely it was especially it was somewhat rough because, it, but also like good. That like so, my flight back to New York left at seven thirty. Ugh. So I um, that, which was part of the reason that I didn't go out like. I didn't want to have to, like, go out for a party and then have a drive home or, like, go out to, like, a bar. Like, my friend's, my friend's house that I sometimes go for, to for New Year's, her family are smokers, so I always feel like I have to wash my clothes when I get home. <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of things that could have gone sideways if I had gone out, I feel like. And so I'm glad that I just hung out at home. Yeah. When I came back, I got... Got back to my apartment at like 10 a.m. and went to sleep until like 3 o'clock, so my sleep schedule's still fucked. Eh, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's always a hard part. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but we're back. We are we are back yeah. in our regular swing. As you can, you might be able to hear, we're not in the same location. We're on a very old school setup, and we're here to talk about nerdy stuff. That said... We are. That's the... I- Cool. Yeah, I don't feel like a whole hell of a lot happened other than like people releasing their year-end lists all over the place and people taking breaks and that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Well, we have a we have yeah. a few things. We'll hit you with a quick episode, kind of have a good time, give you all some updates. Would you like to kick this party off? Sure, let's look at this list. So I saw Mary Poppins. How was Mary Poppins, y'all? Mary Poppins Returns. Um, it was delightful, actually. Um, Emily Blunt is amazing. Like, truly and seriously wife goals. Like, she just has it all. I can't even handle it. Like, she just was so good in the role. And, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda was delightful. His Cockney accent really wasn't any better in the movie than it was in the trailer. But, um... He had a good role, and I liked that he his love interest wasn't Mary Poppins, which I felt like was a good call narratively because the um, Dick Van Dyke's character was kind of like the flirt like flirty with Mary Poppins in the original, so it was like would have been a little weird to have like her always just like flirting with chimney sweeps, I guess. Or whatever, what have you. Um, but I like they had um, the songs were pretty. Uh, I mean, some more memorable than others. I feel like if I watched the movie more than once, I would probably commit them to memory better than like like in a similar way that like that one has memorized Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious or whatever. Um. But the costumes were delightful. Like they were for the the scene where they where they go into like an animated world. They had they were wearing these like gorgeous costumes that were painted to look like they were three D. Like you know how some people do like Borderlands costumes that have like the um the cell shading drawn on or yeah ex- yeah exactly okay. whatever they're called the shading drawn on them that like like that except um. To like match the cartoony world and like so they like moved like real costumes but they looked really cartoony and like very just like a, a really interesting effect um i liked that there were some like musical like leitmotif kind of things that were callbacks to the original there were like some plot stuff that was callbacks to the original i really my favorite callback to the original was that um in the original Mary Poppins, um, the mom is a suffragette. Like, there's the whole song about sister suffragettes and, like, votes for women and the whole, like, kind of, like, feminist delia there. And this is set during, like, this is set later, like, I think during the Depression. So, um, the daughter has grown up to be a union organizer. Okay. And I like that there was, like, that kind of thread of the family being involved in social justice things um and the only thing that i was bummed about was that that unlike the original movie that had the sister suffragette song there was no like jolly union rally song for us to hum along to and co-opt for (laughs) my own socialist purposes so you know other than that a plus movie i don't think you would like it but you know no, I'm uh It was I, definitely my cup of tea. That didn't look like anything that I needed to um spend time going to see. Uh but it looked like it was exactly what it was supposed to be, so and it sounds like people enjoyed it. Um 
my partner went to go see it and she quite enjoyed it so you know two people i know went to see it and liked it so that qualifies to me as something quality uh, there you go <laughs> that's good that's uh that's solid nice. good movies are good good stuff yeah uh did you see bird box i did not because i'm a childish coward but okay. i know the premise of it okay I was just curious. I did not see it. It didn't. I. It, I, I don't know. It doesn't look that good to me. And I've been hearing a lot more people come out and say that they didn't really love it that much. Mm -hmm. Um. I think people were under the impression that it was a lot better than it is because it's easy to have memes with Sandra Bullock wearing a blindfold leading children. That's uh -huh. a good meme. So people think the movie must have been good. But <laughs> I haven't heard like a ton of people talk about how great it was. I don't know. I saw the happening. I heard about A Quiet Place. I think I can kind of get the gist of it. What is it like? Yeah, I feel like it's very like... I am legend too. So I, if I you've matched those up, I think I got it. Yeah, by the way, I'm real annoyed that there's like an alien character in... Um, in Super Smash Bros. An alien character. Ripley, I think it's called. Ripley is an alien, yes. Ripley like, is from Like, first Metroid. of all, <laughs> it's funny that its name is Ripley because... It looks like the alien from Alien. Yeah. Fights Ripley. That's uh. It's is very that on funny. purpose or is that a uh, is that a, like an Americanization thing? I believe that would be that's probably on purpose. I don't remember when Ridley started. Uh, let's look. I'm I'm not sure when Ridley made his first appearance. Oh, in the original Metroid. Okay. Um. Yeah, I never really played the Metroid game, so I don't know much about it. But Metroid 1 well, came nothing. out in 1987. Or 86 in Japan. And I don't know when Alien came out, but... Let's check that out. Alien movie. We're doing research here, fam. <laughs> Alien movie. Uh, 1979. So it was probably a shout-out to Ripley. Um, considering he fights a, uh, a female space marine-type character... Yeah. And it makes sense that there'd be an homage there. Um, no, his name's not Ripley. It's Ridley. I'm sorry. Ridley. Okay, yes, excuse but it's me. It's probably a joke on that. Like, it's just a D. It's just a P flipped around. Is a D. Um, that's probably how they got it. But yeah, it's just Ridley, and it's probably based on that. Yeah, I can't beat him, and I can't, every time I try to fight King K. Rool, I fall in the river and get washed away. It has nothing to do with. <laughs> my actual fighting skills against him just no those are uh characters that are kind of tricky for a lot of people to learn to fight actually so that's fine um yeah k rule is on that river that that's where a lot that's where most of the people ran into issues uh, apparently these cpu are very hard to unlock um i thought it was just me being rusty at the game but apparently no they are actually hard to unlock which is cool um I've been doing, I usually lose the fight that happens right after the match, um, like, at, when you first unlock them, but when I come back the day later, I, I tend to unlock most of them, so, I'm doing alright for myself, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to, but I am. Uh, that's good. Okay, so Ridley was named after Ridley Scott. Who directed Alien. Who directed Alien, which is why the character's name is Ripley, but, okay. Yeah. And Alien inspired a lot of the first Metroid game. That makes sense. Okay, that's what I was thinking. All right, spell tracks. And he cool, killed cool, cool. Samus's parents, so that's why they have a, a, a thing. Um, tracks. He also tracks. killed Mega Man and Mario in that one trailer, so that's... <laughs> he 
He's on a rampage. Uh, <laughs> how are you liking it so far? How are you like Smash? I'm having a very good time. Um, I have only mostly been playing with Pit because I've gotten his moveset down. Like, I actually like impressing buttons with the intent to do the action as the bus button good. performs rather than just kind of crashing all the buttons and hoping for the best, um, which is new for me. That's the first start. So I feel like at some point I should probably, like, branch out to other characters and figure out their movesets too, but I want to at least unlock some more people first. So, yeah. My advice to you would be just to wait till you feel pretty confident with Pit, in the sense that, like, the reason a lot of other people can jump around from character to character and look like they know what they're doing is because we've been playing this game since 1996. There. in some form or fashion <laughs> and a lot of people only had one or two characters they played like i only played kirby i think in the first one pretty mm-hmm. pretty exclusively just kirby i think and then the next one had the ice climbers i played and a little bit of kirby and pikachu and i'm real of... pissed about trying to unlock the ice climbers you have to defeat both of them separately i knocked one into space and the other one knocked me off the friggin iceberg so yeah you only have to kill the one um if it's the challenge to get them, it's the blue one. Whichever one's the one in the lead. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I hit the pink one. That's yeah. That's what happened. The, the pink Yeah. When it's uh, on half the costumes, you want to kill the boy one first, and the other half you want to kill the girl one first, which you can tell by their hairstyles. Whichever one is the one that is uh, primary in the picture. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fun, hot tip. Um, and they made the AI a little bit less able to beat you after the main one is off, off the stage. So what would happen mm-hmm. a lot is you'd try to KO the blue one, he'd fly off the top, and the pink one would KO you, KO you off the side before he died. Um, Rude. Which is, it wasn't ever really supposed to do that, but it could do that. But they fixed it, so. That's good. I'm glad you found a main. Welcome to <laughs> fighting Here game, the pit that you're in now, because you play pit, get it, but also it's a pit, <laughs> you're stuck. Um, well, you can learn dark pit too, he's exactly the same. With, like, a few differences <laughs> that are, like, negligible, but... Yeah, Dark Pit's Andrew, my, my brother Andrew's main, so... Dark Pit, I like he, him a little better. He's just been playing as... He's been playing as Pit since... He, we haven't unlocked... Yeah, there's only, like, 70 Dark characters, yet, but... what do you mean? So, you know. <laughs> uh, I've been getting pretty uh, proficient with the Inklings still. That's who I like to play it the most. Um, I play a little bit like Lucario, Sonic, Ice Climbers, Rosalina when I get chances, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I've got used to a few different people. I, as long as you pretty much get the concept of what button is jump, like smash mm-hmm. attacks, and then like what your B buttons do, every character essentially has the same inputs, with like yeah. very few exceptions. Like Ryu and Ken, and then Bayonetta, I think. Everybody else just is up B, down B, side B, and neutral. It's fun. There's so much to learn. Um, I've been playing the adventure mode on that a, a lot. I'm getting really into it. Um, oh yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah, it's it, it's just the same. It's just gimmicks and gimmicks and gimmicks. And I but I really like them, like seeing the new characters and what the world map will lead me into. Mm-hmm. I think I'm having more fun on it than a lot of other people are, since I'm not. I'm interested in the competitive scene, but I'm not competitive level, so I play it more casually. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun. I, I like the adventure mode and getting all the little spirits. Which are just pictures of other characters from other games, but like, it's still cool, you know. And yeah. Seeing the different powers you can get from them, it's it's kind of fun. So. I took a I took a screen cap the other day because I, uh, like, 
you know, like, Pokeballs and stuff to summon other characters? Yeah. But, well, I, I threw the little dude in the in the aquarium and it turned into Waluigi, and I was like, yes! <laughs> Waluigi confirmed for Smash! That was a very sad day when they confirmed him as an assist trophy, because we're like, oh no, that means he's not... Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so remember those Grinch leaks people were talking about? Uh-huh. So, I feel like that's... A lot of us think that's why they changed the direct for that day. Well, they changed it because there was a disaster in Japan, but I think the reason... We think the content was changed inside of it, which is mm-hmm. something they could have done, like, a day before anyway, so I'm sure they had it done before that anyway. Um mm-hmm. But it was basically all these rumors, like, okay, so time to deconfirm everything you guys are saying. So first off, we're going to show Ken and Incineroar, which no one saw him coming. And then they're like, oh, Shadow's an assist trophy. Gino is this other thing. Here's all these things. People are like, oh, no, all my dreams are just going down the toilet right now. <laughs> Sakurai's like, don't ever ask me for anything again. Here's a piranha <laughs> plant. Don't test me. <laughs> Um, but then we're getting Joker from Persona, so I'm curious to see who the other four uh, DLC players are going to be. Um, it'll be fun. Make sure you register Smash before the end of the month so you get Piranha Planet for free. Okay. Yeah, it's actually real simple. Like it's a new tutorial, but anyone listening, if you haven't registered Smash, if you bought it digitally, it should already be done. Um, if you have a physical copy, you can just do it from your Switch. You don't have to log on to anything. It's pretty simple. So just look up how to register Smash, and there should be tutorials i think i found one on newsweek or something it's like four button presses it's actually it's like it's annoyingly simple i'm like oh yeah i guess i could have done this the whole time um but yeah welcome to owning a switch it's fun i like it a lot um, i'm having a very good time yeah now you gotta start being one of the cool hipster indie snobs like me you should play celeste i think you'd really like it okay because um it's fair to say that you're kind of not super great at games, right? That wouldn't be... Yeah, that would be fair. I've been playing on CPU, too. Okay. Hey, that's cool. That's that's so. hi- that's higher than one. It, take- it is. Look, it it's takes- progress. And I think these are some of the tougher CPUs they've made so far, so, like, congrats. You're going to progress faster than we all did when we were playing it when it came out. <laughs> um, but no, Celeste is this uh, platforming game that tackles themes of depression. It's very, very difficult, but has a lot of assist modes on it that make it so you can tailor your own experience. Um, you can play it like, quote unquote, as intended. Um, mm-hmm. But you can also turn off like the little stamina thing that like, lets you climb walls for only a limited amount of time. You can make it so you have infinite dashes in the air. You can make it so you don't take damage even. Um, mm-hmm. So that you still have to like, roughly complete the puzzles, but the, the team that made it said, look, we know how we want the game to be played and we'll give you a quote unquote supposed to be, but the game's about enjoying yourself. So if you don't want to do all these challenges, whether you don't have the coordination or like the accessibility to do it or you just don't feel like it like we're, who are we to say that oh you gave us ten dollars don't play a game a certain way like just have fun turn everything on to which you could put in slow-mo we don't care um <laughs> and you know they've gotten a lot of praise for that and i've haven't done that yet because i don't know I'm like, I want the challenge. I haven't done that yet I, for a, no good reason. I'm a, I'm a hardcore tough gamer. I can do this. And then I beat it to an extent. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess I could do it. Like, It's like, well, what about those other challenges in there? Or like the harder stuff. I'm like, I got what I needed out of this. This is a great game. I'm not going to go back in. Because that won't be the experience that I want. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. If there was like some light at the end of the tunnel that was like, that I just couldn't get past the challenge to get to, I'd probably put on the assist. 
But look, I, I wanted the challenge. I completed the challenge and I saw what some degree of an ending. Good stuff, Matt Makes Games team. Uh, but yeah, I think you'd like it. It's cheap too, so they deserve nice. the money. Uh, what's our next topic? We usually went off the rails, but that's alright. Smash Bros. is fun, Smash Bros. is life. Um, well, you. how about you tell me about the next thing on the list, because I haven't watched it. Yeah, so so this is a good way to transfer, well, if we would have saved Smash, between movies and games. Is it a movie or is it a game? It's Bandersnatch. Hey, what's up? Hey. So Netflix are, Netflix released a Black Mirror movie called Bandersnatch, um, which a lot of people have been talking about. I think is very good. Um, there's a little bit of controversy around it. They may have borrowed some ideas from other people. Um there's a couple lines in it that an author's like, hey, this looks like my premise, but, like, this premise is a dime a dozen. I'm not going to call you out for that. But then mm-hmm. some of the lines of characters say they're like, that's eerily suspiciously close to some things that I've written. Um, but whatever. There's a lot of stuff that it borrows from Alice in Wonderland and Donnie Darko, which also borrows from Alice in Wonderland, and then, like, some Matrix themes. And the whole premise is there is a guy who wants to create a game a choose-your-own-adventure game based on the book Bandersnatch, which is a choose-your-own-adventure book. It's a fictional book within this universe, I believe. And mm-hmm. it's a choose-your-own-adventure movie game thing on Netflix. And in true Black Mirror fashion, there's, like, surrealist stuff in there and twists and turns and that kind of thing. And, of course, it gets dark at the end. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a very neat experiment to do. I mean, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of choose-your-own-adventure media out there, so it's not like they broke the mold on something being available. Obviously, Telltale's been making games. There's what we would call walking simulators, twine games. The format exists, but to do something mm. with this high of a production value and it, and it be more movie than game, I think there was not as many choices as then you would expect in a video game. Also, mm-hmm. it has about an hour and a half runtime, roughly, so it's a more movie than game. But I thought it was very nifty and had some good themes about, like, uh, free will, choices, timelines, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one kid from Where the Millers who kind of looks like people always compare him to Sid from Toy Story. You know, I know you exactly know, who yeah. you mean. <laughs> he looks really super cool in this. He's like bleach blonde hair. <laughs> um, but it's fun. I, I like it a lot. If you're a big Black Mirror fan, it has references and Easter eggs to other Black Mirror things. Um, a little bit of historical significance as well. Um, there was a company trying to make a Bandersnatch game back in the day, mm-hmm. and the day that studio closed is the day that this story starts on, July 9th, 1984. So there's like a joke at the real world and different paths. So it's fun. I suggest you check it out. It takes about an hour and a half to get through some of the main stuff. There's a little bit of gore in some spots. There's some blood. So, you know, if you're sensitive to that sort of thing, uh... I think it's pretty cool. It's worth a shot. Um, they have some other things on there. I think you need like an iPad to play. They have like Minecraft mm-hmm. story mode and a couple kids ones in there. So there's some choose your own adventure stuff on Netflix, but this is a very nice one. And there's some fourth wall breaks and some meta stuff. Very enjoyable. Very relatable to our generation, I think, in a few ways. Interesting. I'm like, so part of me wants to watch it, but part of me also... So I always had trouble with Choose Your Own Adventure books when I was a kid because I just want to know the story, the real story. Like, what's the story? Like, whenever I would read them, I would, like, have, like, eight fingers in all of the, like, pages that I've already, that I'd already chosen so that I could go back and, like, find my way back to where I had gone 
if like the path that I had gone down went wrong. Uh, so here's here's a couple. I'm very like completionist. <laughs> yeah. So here's some very very minor spoilers on this. Um, spoilers to the format in the sense that part of the appeal. Well, at least to this one. I've seen it not in some other games, not so much in the books, like the Goosebumps Choose Your Adventure. But there's a few endings, and you could consider one the golden ending, but there's mm-hmm. no real, like, good ending. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that kind of fits with a lot of game play tropes, where, at least when I was going through it, I'm like, there's, I was like, I know there's going to be a choice in this, that you make a choice, and the outcome's exactly the same. Like... You're going to say, I want to go left, and someone's like, that's cool that you chose left, but we're going right anyway, where you can choose mm-hmm. right, you go. I'm like, I know there's going to be something like that. I know there's going to be a choice that seems like the right decision, but it's actually the wrong decision. And I know there's going to be some time where they don't give you an option at all. Um, that's just the, that's just spoilers of the format. Like, if they didn't hit those boxes, I'd be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. And then there are, obviously, there's some inconsequential ones that are like, oh, um, like the very first choice in there asks you uh what kind of cereal do you want now is this a very important choice or is it inconsequential i don't know well i mean i do know but i'm not gonna say because that would ruin some of the fun um but there are here's the thing yeah go ahead also i overanalyze all of those choices because when i played kingdom hearts for the first time by myself on the island they ask you like, are you a morning person? Do you, like, do you like to, like something about morning, afternoon, or night? Yeah, those. And those if you things. pick night, then you have more time to train and level up before the heartless attack. But I was like, this is an arbitrary question. I'm gonna pick, like, morning. Yeah. Maybe Sora's a morning person. Well, those questions also affect like what your later stats are in the game, like whether you're better. Yeah. At... <laughs> they actually matter. And like when you when they take you, they drop you down into that hole and ask you if you want to be like magic defense or offense or whatever and that matters too (laughs) that matters too like so the good thing about this or the detriment is you only have 10 seconds to answer each question Mm -hmm. um so you can't really overthink it you don't have time to overthink it none none of them are hard to like read you're not going to be in a situation where you're like i don't have time to read this i mean you're already a fast reader but they're pretty simple text questions anyway um Mm -hmm. but what it's what's good about it is what i'll also semi spoil not really spoil if you go on a path and it ends the story, it does let you. It does back it up to, of the the most important fork that lets you change it. Um, so there's a, there's a choice early on that I think most people pick the wrong one. On like it, the game, it's it's built that way. Um, mm-hmm. So it pretty much is like, oh yep, game over. It doesn't say game over, but you go on a path, it ends. And then it restarts you. You don't go back that far. And it kind of speeds through some of that stuff. And you get to make that choice again. So you can see what the other path did. Um, there's a few times where you won't go back. But there's some times where you won't go back until you've seen some other stuff. And that's something I think is mm-hmm. really cool in there. Is that there's some options that aren't available the first time you go through it. Until you've explored like other parts of the tree. And then branches from before will open up as... That's part of the theme, like with timelines and stuff like that, is that, oh, mm-hmm. I, well, I wouldn't have known to be able to make that choice kind of thing. Um, sort of like a new game plus, in a way. Um, I, I don't know a game example for this. It'd be like if there was a hookshot in your hometown of Zelda that was inaccessible, and then by the time you got the hookshot, your hometown was burnt down. But in the new <laughs> game plus, you start with all your equipment so you can actually access that hookshot location. Um, mm-hmm. 
that kind of thing was in there. So it'll be fun. So no more spoilers other than that. I don't think that any of that spoils it. It's, it's a movie. No. It's a Netflix-type movie, so you might see the twists coming earlier on. I don't even think they're really twists. I think it's kind of... I guess they're twists, but they're pretty obvious. And then there's some fun little stuff in there, too, that you'll go back, and I think most people will go through some other scenarios. I won't spoil it for y'all. But it's good. Bandersnatch. Check it out. I will. And uh, I see one last thing here. What's, what's, What's on this topic list? So, the last thing there is, um, the, so as of yesterday, um, things that were published in, media that was created in 1923 has entered the public domain, and it's the first time that new content has entered the public domain since, um, for 20 years. Okay. In, in America, and that's because of Disney. Of course. Um, because Mickey Mouse was created in 1928, and they were trying real hard not to lose that copyright. Because once Mickey's in the public domain, people can make 100% legal porn. <laughs> um, and Disney's lawyers can do nothing to stop that. Um, so, And it's going to happen now in 2024. They were able to push it off for 20 years. But so... Um, the, uh, so there was a law passed in, let me see when, in 1998, um, Copyright Term Extension Act, which was called the Mickey Mouse Protection Act. Of course. By people who did not care for it, um, that protected corporate copyright. It made it long, well, it made it longer. So anything that was created in 1923 or afterward that was still copyrighted in 1998 wouldn't enter the public domain until yesterday. So, like, um... So, public domain has been stuck for 20 years, but it's not stuck anymore. And all sorts of things are now in the public domain, like, um... Some Tarzan books some like classic literature um the ten commandments movie um all kinds of stuff uh which means that not only can let's see edith wharton ee cummings the poet like lots of like just lots of stuff that can now be freely interpreted by anyone um, who wants to, and which is like kind of nice for publishing companies because now, now it just means like if we want to publish our own copy of like The Prophet or something, we can just slap our own cover on it and anyone can reissue it. But, uh, but yeah, it's like it's a big deal for creative stuff just because like they're, they're like available for, um, for educational use, like, you can remix them, like, all, like, you know how, like, there are, like, a hundred million thousand Sherlock Holmes adaptations and no one is paying the Arthur Conan Doyle estate for them? Yeah, because it's public domain, right? Yeah, because it's public domain. So, like, now instead of just, uh, like, someone could recut the Ten Commandments to, like, have Moses, like, I don't know, like, punching a lion or something. That's weird, because I feel like the Ten Commandments themselves are at least semi-public domain. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I mean, like, the, the, the obviously the, the, the content of the Ten Commandments, but I mean, like, the movie with... Right, right, um, I'm just, just playing what, around. What's his name? Charlton Heston. Yeah, I, uh, but... I, I, I like the idea that creators should be able to get paid for their work while also understanding that copyright law in America is freaking predatory and just made to screw people out of, like, stuff, like everything else. Yeah, like, this is definitely a case where it's a good thing for creativity, um, because, like, the people who are trying, I feel like if you look at who's trying to lobby for a law, and if it's, like, Disney's corporate lawyers so that they can keep a stranglehold on their properties, like... It's probably not a great thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I think that's what a lot of people are seeing, is that it's, oh, it's, uh... It's Disney trying to protect it? That, that can't be a good thing. <laughs> like, oh, Disney tried to copyright the phrase Hakuna Matata? Oh, shit. Like, that makes me not want to be... like That makes me dislike copyrights. I'm not yeah. even sure why, but... <laughs> yeah, and, like, the copyright for, like, modern stuff is, like, absolutely important. Like, it's important for, like, living current authors to have ultimate control over their own... Like, the publication of their own work like legal control of the things that they've created like obviously not like to the point where like like if someone has a wrong like a different interpretation of their book than they are that that they can just like sue them or something but like you know what i mean like they they are legally they legally own and are protected in their ownership of the thing they have made yeah and it feels it feels weird because usually it's companies getting the most use out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look at the stuff with the Fortnite dances. Like yeah. it's a company somehow benefiting on the lack of copyright law. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if someone's like, "Hey, we made this fan Pokemon game that uses mostly original Pokemon," actually, it's almost all new Pokemon to the point that calling it Pokemon is just to get an audience. But everyone within a reasonable understanding, knows it's a fan project, especially when they write a fan project on it. And Nintendo's mm. fully within their right to be like, yo, stop, cease and desist. But something about that is like, oh man, I wish there was... I wish there was a way for this to exist, but not be breaking the law mm-hmm. and setting a bad precedent. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I wish someone could make their fan game or their fan art or their fan fiction... But I don't know. I, I, I don't know what value you get out of that. Um, I used to think it was if you weren't infringing on the profit of the original property. For instance, like if somebody makes, you know, the Wachowskis made The Matrix. If I'm like, yo, this is the Matrix fan verse, and he uses like the world of The Matrix, but it's like, mm-hmm. well, the Wachowskis aren't currently making a Matrix thing or that kind of thing. I, I would, I would be like, man. They're not making money off it. Why? Why can't I? But it's also like because you didn't make it. You're like, but I'm making all this stuff. You know, like to what degree is your transformation, your transformative art, useful? You know what I mean? Um, like if you, for instance, that Pokemon Uranium game. If you took the Pokemon aspect out of that, like everything that Pokemon and Game Freak can copyright, what would still be there? Would it be a functional product? I think it, I think it still would be. You'd have to maybe change like. We don't catch mm-hmm. them in Pokeballs. You take them under your spell as a wizard because there's tons of gotta catch them all type games. It's not like they can copyright that specific part. 
the Pokemon was just more of like, hey, we're using most of the battle system with our own new stuff. So I'm like, man, I feel like there's a gray area where this could have been, I don't know, useful or been like, hey, Nintendo owns this now, but your name's on it. Like, you weren't able to make money off it before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I see what Sega did and like, hey, keep on making fan games. Like, whatever. We don't care. Yeah, like, I was going to say, meanwhile, on the other side of the internet is the Sonic is, team. Yeah, Sonic team's like, do whatever you want. Like, just don't put our name, like, don't put Sonic team on it. And like, so it was like a ROM hack, in which case we don't care. Oh, hey, by the way, you want? we're going to hire some people to work for us because y'all seem to know what y'all want so bad. To a point that I'm like, that feels like, not every company can do that, don't get me wrong, but it feels like they're somehow able to strike a balance. I don't think there's anybody out there who didn't buy a Sonic game because of the fan content that was available to be purchased just then, I mean. I'm sure there's people that didn't buy it because of fan content, but it's not like, well, I have this thing, so I'm not buying that. I think it was... I'm not buying that regardless. And then a fan was like, hey, what about this? And they're like, cool, thanks. Um, but it's also free stuff, too. So I don't... I think they've caught a balance of knowing that they probably wouldn't still have much of a business model if it wasn't for overzealous fans. So, like... Copyright is weird. I don't know. It truly is. Glad uh, we can agree on that. Yeah. It, <laughs> does anyone really like copyright law in its current state? Um, I'm sure Disney would like it to be tighter. A lot of us would like it to be looser. I don't know. I feel like, like generally, probably the answer, like it, when someone asks, "What's the state of this law in America right now?" I mean, it's it's probably bad. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's that's a fair statement. There's you know there's probably something bad about it. That's my take. I think it's a good take. It's not even a hot take. That's just... I think it's on point. Shucks. Shucks. Well, shucks. By yeah. the way, speaking of uh, aw shucks, <laughs> um, did you know Sam told me yes the other day that... Um, Friend of the, the show, Sam? <laughs> yes. Um, that our... The, the voice actors for both Goofy and Max Goof are going to be at OhioCon next week. That's a weird statement you just threw at me next week. Okay, um, no, I did not <laughs> know that. But we <laughs> we will be able to see the uh, those Goofy voice actors. Just, I'm very, like, unreasonably excited about it for really no reason at all. It's not like I'm going to interact with anyone besides my friends at this convention. You're not going to go but... see the goofs? I'm like, I'm a little torn. You know, maybe. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bring my Powerline t-shirt to go see the goofs. But... Oh yeah, don't you have a Roxanne cosplay? I kind of have a Roxanne cosplay, so... I, um... I don't so it might, it might come with me. I don't have my stuff even together yet. I forgot there was a con next week. It feels like it's two weeks away. Ah... Life, life is something, huh? That's that's cool. Life's a thing. <laughs> Golly gosh, I'm gonna comes out you fast. One. I'm only gonna do the one costume, I think. I'll see what I can get done. It's gonna be. I gotta make like armor, I guess. <laughs> is it armor? It's like an For armor. Bo? Yeah, it's like kind an armor of. shirt. Like yeah. I'm gonna make a shirt out of foam. Like <laughs> armor crop top. Uh, it's not like bulky either. It's just a shirt that's made out of armor. 
that's a day that's a day project right get a hot glue gun a heat gun maybe some tape yeah jeez, life comes at you fast new year new us though right <laughs> new year new me gonna just... that's us that's the that's the goal it's the dream uh, let's let's take this podcast up another level in the next coming months yes do, do we have uh last news i guess anything else I don't think I mean, so. I guess Elizabeth Warren's gonna run for president. That's news. And I guess this is general pop culture, and politics is pop culture. I mean, it's not entertainment, but it's culture that's in the pop sphere. So there's news. Don Lemon got drunk again on CNN for <laughs> New Year's. Anderson Cooper took a terrible shot. This is Meme Watch 2019. Holla at your boy. Uh, I, I don't I don't need anything else. I'm tired, homie. I think we did it. Kingdom Hearts at the end of the month. Let's go, baby. I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) I still, like, I'm, I'm I'm, like, clinging to, like, the flat earth of Kingdom Hearts. Like, prove to me that it will actually exist, and I will believe you. Well, to be fair, we are on, like, Kingdom Hearts 12, so it's not like we don't have other stuff. In a sense, you know. True. I, uh, whatchamacallit, I. Whoo, words. I watched my brother play through most of the previous Kingdom Hearts games over. Do you understand uh, anything? Christmas break. Nope, yeah. <laughs> not a single thing. I didn't even understand what I was watching. Did he? I think so. He was explaining to me stuff about, like, Ventus and Roxas. And how their hair colors are slightly different than Sora's. And <laughs> for some reason, Namine's a nobody, but her name is it doesn't have an X in it. And that kind of stuff, you or know. Anything to do with Kairi's name? Yeah, so. And Kairi's kind of a princess, I think? Yeah, she's a princess of heart. You know what? Wait, is Frozen in this one? I forget. Did they actually add it in? I think it is. So here... So here... They messed around too long. Like, now there's more princesses than there were when this game came out. Like, so they have to, like, kind of throw that whole plot line out the window, right? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Just kidding. There are even more princesses apart. Yeah, like, we forgot there were some... We had to go back in the past to get them, though. Like, Tiana's from the past. We were never there. Steamboat Willie whistles along, like, oh, crap. Uh, uh, Elsa's a queen? That's not a princess, right? Oh, man, but Anna's a princess, right? Yep. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And then President Vanellope Von Sweets is kind of a princess. Kingdom Hearts, go to Wrecker Offland, give me a Pixel Keyblade, just like Gideon Gordon Graves. Uh, how about we end the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Do you want to give the people the social media biz like we always do? Sure. Hello, people. If you want to listen to more of this podcast, you can find it on iTunes or on the podcast catcher of your choice by searching for Character Reveal. You can also listen to us on the internet, on your browser, characterreveal.simplecast.fm If you are listening to us on a podcast catcher that allows you to leave a rating or a review, it would be fabulous if you did that thing. Um, 
make it your New Year's resolution <laughs> to rate and review more podcasts. Um, it's a solid thing that you can put good energy out into the world. Nothing but good vibes. Sim- simple task. Very easy. Um, give it a go. Then you can also find us elsewhere on the internet. You can find us on Twitter at Character Rev. You can find us on Facebook by looking for Character Reveal. You can find us on Instagram. And that is at Character Reveal. You can find Dom everywhere on the internet at Brother Dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his deal. He's got branding. I don't. You can find me in a variety of names, in a variety of internets. Um, Captain Steph on Twitter, The Snow Queer on Tumblr, Hella Steph on The Gram. And that's it. The Gram. The Gram. And hey, if you want to toss a few bucks our way, you don't gotta, but that'd be cool. Um, We're on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash character reveal. That is us. We are more consistent than ever, so, you know. And we got... We really are. All we can really ask for is regularity in 2019. <laughs> uh, yep, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Be regular, fam. That's it. We did it, right? We did it. All right, listeners, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Geekly Reveal. And until next time, see you later. Bye.